In the fall each year we all congregate The bound all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of Monson Our favorite verse, my God, a precious Drunk and obnoxious, what Georgia faith Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing Welcome to the Saturday in Athens podcast. I'm your host, Seth Saunders, joined as always by my co-host, James Kim. What's up, brother? What's up, man? It's been a long time since I've seen your face. You're looking good. Well, you know, we've taken a little hiatus from taping. I think in some ways it was strategic just because, you know, we've been doing it a while and I feel like pretty steadily. I know we took a little bit of a, a break last year after the title game. The reason I say we've been doing it a little while, this is episode 150, homie. So 150. Wow. Uh, and we've been doing this now since February 2020. We started the show four and a half weeks before the pandemic hit. And so this is now episode 150. And so I think both of us were probably a little wiped out and needed a breather and a kind of a recalibration to figure out some stuff we wanted to do moving forward and kind of content stuff we wanted to do and setting up some guests for the interview series this summer. I will also say, and I'm not going to speak for you, but after everything happened with the accident and the program lost Evan and lost Chandler, I just kind of felt, I don't know, man, like that situation needed to breathe from like a respect perspective. I just, I didn't have the emotion to, to talk about things like football and, and things like that when two young people had lost their life. And I know it's been months, but I don't know, man, it just affected me a lot because like you, I've got kids and that's all I could think about with the whole thing was that, you know, what if that was my child and um, just a tragedy and something that I still grieve about. And I know obviously the program grieves about, I thought it was beautiful at spring game how they started that to, to honor them. And um, yeah, so again, I can't speak for you on that, but I know that had hit you hard too. And just something I wanted to let breathe for an extended period of time out of respect. And um, yeah, so feels good now, I think, to start talking about things again and have fun with it. But um, obviously so much celebration and so many awesome things that happened. And then for that to happen, I don't know. It just, it, it put things in, in a pretty stark perspective for me. So that, that's kind of where I'm at on that. No, I agree. It was a reality check. Life is short and you need to enjoy the little things. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I wasn't alone to say that there was some cut and some onions at the beginning of G day when I watched it and I watched G day taped and I knew it was coming and still couldn't contain it. But it felt almost a disrespect to them to continue to celebrate the national championship. And I mean, the program at that point, after everything that was going on because of, you know, they weren't there anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I still can't really talk about it, to be honest. It's really tough. 
Yeah. It's just one of those things, man. And again, I, I just think having kids yourself, that's always how I look at this stuff, yeah. whether it's inside George's program or outside, whenever something happens to a young person, man, that, that's just what I think about is if you were the, the parent and that was your child and, and all those things. So, you know, obviously still praying for those families and, and hope they are navigating that grief the best that they can. Um, I know that that's an impossible situation, an impossible task. I, I have no idea how I would navigate it. Um, so I, I just, you know, try to think about that and keep that, that top of mind. But anyways, that's again, a lot of reasons that we took breaks, but that was certainly, certainly one of them just cause uh, yeah, just something that was kind of heavy and it's still heavy to be honest. But um, you know, a lot of things going on and a lot of things to be excited about. And I know you and I texted and I think G day was, something to be like, Hey, where this is kind of a, a nice page turner and we're into a, a new season and new things to see and new chapters in a lot of ways, there's going to be a new player under center this fall. It's looking most likely like that's going to be Carson Beck. Um, I thought he looked very strong at G day. I thought he equipped himself. Well, I thought he seemed very in control and comfortable. Um, I will say my biggest takeaway is that roster is just loaded, homie. I mean, there's just so much depth everywhere. I mean, there are guys entering the portal that we would have died to have five years ago that we are now going, yeah, it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just a, it's just a different reality. And I was thinking about this too, brother. You know, when we taped our first episode it was a week before Jake announced that he was going to the NFL. Yeah. Like our second episode was reacting to Jake's announcement that he was going to the NFL. And I was thinking about how different things are in that, whatever it's been 30 months since we taped that first episode with the program. I mean, you're talking, we went into that first season when we were taping where it was the pandemic shortened season Stett comes in as Dwan's replacement at Arkansas for the all SEC schedule. That was a, you know, Dog Nation's first glimpse of Stett in the flesh, really. I mean, everybody knew who he was, I think, because all the stuff at the Rose Bowl, but that was the first time seeing him live and in color. And, you know, two and a half years later, he's two time national champion and Heisman finalist. And I mean, it's just, it's wild to think about where the program was then, which I think we both were saying then is in a super healthy place. And if you go back and listen to episodes one, two, and three, first off, give us a lot of grace because we were just figuring things out. <laughs> but, um, but I think we were no less optimistic then than we are now. You know, I don't think either one of us envisioned what was about to happen, but man, what a ride. I mean, two-time champs and, no man very very well positioned to make a run at number three yeah definitely i mean we're gonna get killed for our schedule which is no fault of our own with the oklahoma game let's be realistic yeah. but we're gonna get killed for this schedule and let's be honest it's not a very good schedule which the out of conference schedule like i said no fault of our own but we're also not at fault for the fact that the sec east is terrible yeah. We're not we're not at fault for the fact that Florida stinks. Yeah. We're not at fault for the fact that South Carolina stinks. I mean, realistically, South Carolina as a program 
realistically had what a four year stretch where they were considered a you know good a football program a good football promo program with Steven Garcia and Marshawn Lattimore like three four year pro stretch where yeah. they were good yeah so I don't get where everybody's all like you know they're down program they were never a good program so I don't know it's just really it's that away game in Knoxville other than that it it should be, and we should win that game because I, I think that they're a one-trick pony, and that's it's really the environment. If we can get over the environment, that should be a win. I'll tell you something about Tennessee that I'm super interested to see as the season kicks off this fall is I think we will look back on the 2022 season and go, boy, we did not give Hendon Hooker enough credit for the year he had and the player that he was. I think his value to that team and look, I know everybody was talking about him. It's not like he was flying under the radar or anything. I mean, he would have been a Heisman finalist. I think if he hadn't gotten hurt, but my point is I think they have undersold how important a cog he was in that machine. Right. Like I think they've explained it away. Like, well, you know, Josh Heupel's system is so good and they can put anybody in and Joe Milton's going to be outstanding. And Hey, look, brother, I'm, by the way, on team, Joe Milton could be a very good player. He has all of the physical tools that you would want. I mean, he has an absolute howitzer for a right arm. And if he can put some things together, did he had a very good game in the Orange Bowl against Clemson. Clemson's a good defense. So, like, I think Joe Milton can equip himself very well in that offense. I just, dude, Hendon was a great player. And he was also older. And so I think all that matters, and we'll see. We'll see what they are. We'll see if their defense is any good. I mean, lest we forget, they got doors blown off at Williams-Brice Stadium by South Carolina. So, like, I just – we'll see. To your point, that is the only one I think you circle on the calendar right now, but every season's different. I don't think we would have circled the game against Tennessee last summer and said – it was going to be as big as it was. I think we said it was going to be a pivotal game, but didn't think it was going to be what it ended up being, right? And there's going to be something like that this year, whether it's, you know, who knows? Maybe Ole Miss is undefeated when we play. You know, we'll who- go, just go back to the 21 season. Who would have thought that, you know, Arkansas would have been ranked eight coming into Sanford? Yeah. You know, we just, you don't know. No, you, you just you, don't know. No, you don't. I mean, that's why with the schedule stuff, it's, who knows, man, during talking season, I mean, not. Uh, We'll see. I all I know is the people in Athens, players, coaches, support staff, they will control the controllables and they will be prepared for whatever gets thrown out. Um, I don't doubt that. And I think we've said this the last couple of years. They stay healthy, they're gonna be right in the mix. So I feel pretty good about that. The other beautiful thing, if you're a Georgia fan, is if it is a softer schedule, that just means we're going to be healthier and fresher come December and January. So it is what it is. I'll yeah. celebrate that. I mean, yeah. So we'll see. Let me ask you this. 150 episodes. What is uh, – let's start here. What's your favorite interview guest that we've had? Boy, talk about putting you on the spot with that. Ooh. There have been some good ones, man. Man, that's tough. Um you know, I'm I'm pro- I'm gonna go way back, and this is probably because we were really early on. But I really enjoyed Tom. 
Tom was one of my favorite and we've stayed in contact with him, but he was one yeah. of my favorites just because he talked about all, it wasn't just about Harry. It was about all the characters that, a bu- well, a bunch of the characters and mascots that he's created. So I think, I think Tom's probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite, but that's the first one that pops in my head. Yeah. So Tom was great. And I think the other piece of it is Tom's such a beauty. Like he's just so great. So, and loves the dogs. And like you said, we've stayed in contact with Tom and, one of my favorite things has become Tom doing the game posters each week during the season. Like I, yeah. that's, that's been incredible. So yeah, that's a good one. And again, you go back to this, like some of it, I think is nostalgia, but some of our early guests, I really loved like, you know, Jamie Dean came on early. He was great. And Jamie's awesome. We've stayed in contact with him. Olivia Decker's story I thought was great. And I mean, she couldn't have been nicer um it's been great to kind of follow her career as she's continued to progress obviously we've had ray on a bunch love his story um colt ford was great rennie oh god yeah we've had some guests that i just really loved coach rick was great i mean there have just been some some really really good ones um and i think the other piece of it is we we've made friends with some of the guests you know like yeah did i text with jason hasty all week, you know, like Jason's become one of my, one of our buddies. And so yeah. like, I love it when we get to talk to him and love the perspective that he brings every time he's on. So yeah, it's tough, man. That's a, that's tough. We've been lucky and blessed to get to hear people's stories and, and hear how Georgia has shaped them and affected them and have some ones that I'm excited about for the summer too. So yeah. That's been a cooler part, I think, of this journey is getting to get that perspective. Do you feel like, I was thinking about this the other day too, do you feel like you're more passionate about the dogs today than you were when we started doing this because of the people we've gotten to be exposed to and stories you've gotten to hear? Yes, but I also feel like I have more of an appreciation for more than just the football program than Because I feel like I went into this and it's, I was not strict. Like I followed all UGA sports, but I was strictly a fan of the football program. Now it's, I get really like, I mean, I get really into the basketball season. I follow, I get really into the baseball season. And I mean, those weren't, those aren't typically sports that I followed at all. I followed the, the ice dogs all season long. I love the ice dogs. You know, I get really into all the other sports now because of all the exposure we've had to, um, I mean, like coal um, and stuff like that. So um, it's just an appreciation for the the university and all the people that they put out throughout, you know, all the other different sports. So, and I mean, they just put out A-class people, really. Yeah. I mean, it's what it is. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I feel a lot more invested in it. Like to your point, I think you and I were both invested in the football side of it, but now I am invested in Georgia as an institution doing well. Yeah. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, I just have a lot more pride about it and that's been the gift of it. I think, I think the other thing is I feel like for you and I, and we've told other people this, but outside of each other and my brother, Chris, like, it's not like we had a big Georgia community, like growing up in Virginia and all those things. It's not like we had 10, 15 people that we talked dogs with and had a text chain with and all this kind of stuff. 
And so that's been nice too, to kind of have some community around something we obviously have a lot of passion about. So I'd love that. And yeah, I mean, our guests have just been supreme. I mean, who's some more like Aaron, we love Aaron Davis. Oh, yeah, he's Aaron awesome. Trey. Brooke, Brooke's Brooke awesome. Whitmire, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just so many awesome, awesome people, and that we've loved hearing their stories and and been, you know, lucky enough to develop relationships with, and it's just been great. And I feel like I look forward to it more for those reasons now to like kind of share it with the people that we've grown akin to through everything. And so, yeah, it that, that's been one of the better parts for me for sure let's place percentages on this we are both currently taping in our vehicles how many episodes have we taped in our cars <laughs> um i'm gonna say at least 70 percent. yeah I, that's that's a i think that's a fair guess I, the good news is i am at least stationary so are you but you're most of the time stationary I would say a good chunk of them. Your boy has been on the move as we've been. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's that's probably accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, you're probably right. I would say seventies. That's a good good number. So it's been a lot of mobile episodes. I tape quite often from the Buick Enclave Studios in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah. So I've to- have I told you the nicknames that I have for my car? Cliff. I don't think. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliff on Clavin, like Cliff Clavin, the mailman <laughs> from Cheers. Yes. yes. And like, that's what my kids call the car. Are we going to take Cliff or are we going to take mom's car? No, that's not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Cliff on Clavin has, has been a, also, he's doubled as a studio host. So <laughs> maybe I should write that off. I could write the car off as a workspace because we've taped so many episodes here <laughs> probably good i probably could I, yeah i should talk to an accountant about that and figure out how we could how we could maneuver all that um what is what's another thing we can ask about our almost three-year jaunt what has been the most surprising thing to you about the experience so far honestly it's the people and the fact that you know that we're two just Joe Schmoes from, you know, nowhere, Virginia, and that people constantly want to come on and talk dogs with us. That's just to me, it's like, I know we've been doing this for, you know, three years now, but it still baffles me that yeah. that still happens. That's just, I mean, never in a million years when we started this that I thought that that was the route this was going to take. I thought it was yeah. going to be just, you and me just talking about whatever the topic of the week was, um, just like we did on the phone. And now yeah. we've, like you said, built this kind of little community. And it's it's awesome. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I would agree with that. I mean, dude, do you? I, I can remember like texting with you when the first people said yes. And it was like, why are they saying yes? Like, why, <laughs> why are they coming on our show? And I, to your point, I still do feel that way. Like, why in the hell are they coming to talk to these two huckleberries? <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And that's been, yeah, it's just been great. It's been a gift and so, so awesome. And yeah, I, that's probably the part I've loved about it the most too. Um, well, I, that's a lot. I'll be honest to you. And this may be sappy, but the part I have loved about it the most is when we started this, we were both living in Virginia. And like I said, it was like a month before the pandemic. And my wife and I made the choice during the pandemic to move back to Charleston, which put us like seven hours away from each other. And yeah. You know, 
for people who haven't listened to the show, you know, James and I grew up together. We played football together. James was my center. I was his quarterback. And we played, you know, from peewees all the way into high school together. And best buddies and have watched each other's families grow and kids grow. And as things happen with life and you get busy, you don't necessarily get to see each other or spend time with each other regularly. And the beauty of having this is, is like, homie, we have like a regular touch point where we get to hang out for an hour and talk about stuff we like and hear about what's going on, even if it's little stuff about our lives. So I think that's probably been the thing I've loved the most about it is that we get to stay in face-to-face contact, which is outstanding. I mean, we, we, I would say if we get lucky, we see each other physically once a year, but it doesn't feel yeah. that way because I'm seeing you. No. So yeah, that, that part about that, that's been great. And that's probably the part I still look forward to the most. Cause I, you know, to your point, not taping for three months, I feel like I haven't seen you. I've missed you, you know? So it's, it's, that's another reason it's been good to start back and, and start doing some stuff again. So I know I'll get to see you, but yeah, I, was what was one of the conversations we had when we started? You texted me one night. You said, "So, like, how long do you think we're going to do this?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there was no expectation. I was like, "Yeah, I was like, oh, we'll do this, you know, through the season." Like, and, and this was before COVID. Like, we were expecting a regular season, and then yeah. when there, were the, there was the talk of there not going to be a season. It was like we didn't expect it to go on at all. No. Like, we were expecting it to, you know, end there, and then people kept coming on the show and then there was a season and we had guest pickers and we're like, all right, well, I guess we're going to keep on doing this. So we just kind of rolled with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so again, if, if you haven't listened to the show since we started and everything, the whole Genesis, of this is James and I had at least a phone conversation, if not phone conversations and text conversations about the dogs. And at some point I was just like, me like we should just tape this like what's the worst that could happen we'll just tape it and we'll put it out and if people listen awesome and if they don't well we're gonna have the conversation anyways so we might as well tape it yeah and yeah that's kind of what it's been which is still what we do which is why most of the time it's not super structured there was a time where we tried to be structured and i don't know it just felt kind of forced so now we just let it it rip. didn't really work no it didn't really work at all Sometimes if there's something I really want to talk about, I'll come with like a list. And I think that's when James knows that we're about to get real because I'm I'm locked in that day on something. But most of the time, man, we just shoot from the hip and and you never tell me you never tell me that there's a list and you just blindside me with it. So it's still kind of off the hip for me. So it's still kind of natural, at least for one of us. Yeah. So we want it to be organic as possible. And most of the time it's me just trying to get a rise out of my boy. (laughs) But yeah, I, yeah, that's been fun. I will say too, to your point, man, I didn't even think about that, but the guest pickers, that's been a, that was a fun surprise. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach sweat platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. That that actually turned into something. That was something we had like talked about. Oh, this would be cool if we get people to come on and make picks against the spread. And the fact that that's actually turned into something is, that's fun. 
we thought we were going to have to get our friends. We thought yeah. we were like, okay, well, we can get this person and this person. This person knows football pretty well. We'll get this person. And then it yeah. ended up being like, you know, people like celebrities. And we're like, all right. All right. You know, we had a, several country artists, like people, like, yeah. actually known people. I'm like, all right, this is pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's been great. I mean, that's been fun, too, just to hear people's perspective and pick and keep track. And then, you know, we did the, the fan pick them this year, which was a ton of fun. I mean, that was that was great just to kind of have that each week. And I would like to be better about fostering that next year. You know, like both of our bandwidths are short because of our kids and work and all that kind of stuff. But that was fun to have that going on and have people pick and people getting into it. And that was great. And obviously having be unlimited involved in that game day products, man, that was so cool. So yeah, that, that was fun. And what is, to think what is the most fun game in that stretch for you and i know the obvious answers are out there as the titles but what is what are the games that stick out to you the most during the 150 episodes doesn't have to be a win either it can just be whatever sticks um, out to you okay first then again i always try to go with the first one off my top of my head because it's always is auburn 2020 mississippi state 2020 Yep. Those were just awesome games. Um, Auburn 2020, because I remember going into this game and I still remember this because ESPN leading all that was a night game and ESPN leading yeah. all night was like the Georgia game. And they had um, the picture of Bo Nix and JT Daniels on the on the bottom, like, you know, pre- previewing it. I'm like, JT Daniels is not going to play. And like, yeah. I'm getting so mad at the TV all game because I knew Stetson was going to play, but Stetson wasn't nobody. They probably didn't have a graphic for Stetson. Yeah. So they could just put a G there would have been better. But everybody and their brother knew that JT wasn't going to play yet. But it was just funny. But the talking heads, ESPN kept talking about him. So, and then obviously the game against Mississippi State, everyone who's ever listened to the show knows I love Mike Leach. So anything that involved Mike Leach, I loved. 2021, the Arkansas game just was bananas. Like that was so fun. Just how loud it was for a noon kick. And I, the Florida game, the cocktail party that year, I was there. You were there. So that obviously, yeah, that obviously stood out. And then the Orange Bowl, I think the Orange Bowl for me was more exciting than the national championship because I was so on edge all the national championship. I didn't get really a chance to enjoy it until afterwards, until I watched it the second time. The Orange Bowl, though, was just an ass whipping from the beginning and it was there was total domination. And that was a fun game as a fan to just be like, sit back and be like, okay, this is how we played all season. So. There was no, it was never in doubt from like, you know, first quarter on. Yeah. And then last year, Tennessee just, yeah, there's, there's no question that that was my favorite game all season. I know that was a lot more answers to your question, but there's one for a big, big couple from each year. No, that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it. You know, year one, it was a loss, but the one that sticks out for me is the Bama game. I mean, that had uh, been yeah. such a surprising year anyways because of the way it had materialized. Instead, had been playing so well. And I think in a lot of ways, we thought that was going to be this big, you know, corner turner type game. Yeah. And for the first half, it looked like it might be, you know. And then it was third quarter from hell. And I just remember us having like almost a two-hour episode recapping that because we had so much to like – go back and forth about about what had happened yeah. and what it meant and kind of all those things. And then 
So I remember that one and it's, it's terrible for 2020 to be this way, but, and I remember the cocktail party that year. I was there for yep. that one pandemic cocktail party with half capacity and, um, you know, uh, Zeus rips off an 80 yarder to start the game. And we think this is going to be awesome. And they're up big and pick six and stat gets hurt. And then it just, the wheels fall off and it is what it is. And Marcus that was a breaks weird his leg. Yeah. Marcus broke his leg. I mean, that was a, and that put kind of a weird stench on that season because you get beat by Saban in Alabama again. You got this doofus Dan Mullen that beats you in the game you really want to win. And it just felt like, where are we right now? Like, who are we? What are we going to be? And then to your point for that Mississippi State game, to have JT kind of have his coming out party. And then that kind of seems like what the trajectory of the program is going to be. And then for me, 2021, <laughs> it was, man, it was just so many games I have memories about. We were, we were in Charlotte for the Clemson game. For Clemson game. JT starts and the defense is dominant and we kind of get a feeling that night that, man, this season might be different. Like they just look a little different. Like that defense yeah. looks scary. And then I took my kids and met Chris for the South Carolina game. Like two weeks later, JT started that game and had a great game. And then, you know, they go to Vandy. He gets dinged up again after that explosive first quarter and we just don't see him again. And like the legend of Stett, starts to get written at that point. And, you know, I agree with you about Michigan. I mean, that was a, that was such a fun game. And I think to your point, I was on edge going into that one because so of what, it, yeah. what had happened in the title game. And for them to show up like that, it was like, Oh baby, we, we, we here, like these boys ready. And so I, I'll remember that one. Chris and I were in Indy. So, I mean, yeah. That one's that one's always going to be special. But to your point, man, I was so tense that whole game that joy is not the word I would use to describe that experience. Like it was a lot of relief. Relief. I felt. Yeah, I felt yeah. a lot of relief that night because um, it felt like, is this going to happen again? And so, yeah, that was a 2022 was such a different dynamic and experience than 2021 had been, and. I felt like they just looked like they knew they were supposed to be there this year, all year and felt comfortable sitting on top of that mountain. And to your point, man, for me, Tennessee was my favorite too. That was such a fun game. There was so much buildup and so much anticipation and so much, you know, Tennessee's going to beat Georgia. Like that was everybody and their mama was saying that everybody on TV was picking that. And for the dogs to come out and make that statement, that's the, Stet, Stet game, which to me will always be the call me maybe game. That's all I think of every time I see it. <laughs> it's Carly yeah. Ray Jepsen. Um, but, uh, you know, that was outstanding. And then it's not a game, but dude, getting to be in New York for his Heisman ceremony, like not actually be at the presentation, but getting to cover the press conference and getting to be at the hall, I guess you could call it, the day of the presentation. That was a really cool experience and something that wouldn't have been possible absent the show, right? So that was a cool moment. That was a this is cool. Like we did this taping like in our closets and in our cars. And we're getting to cover kid from Georgia at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Like that was yeah. that was a cool, cool moment. 
given what our expectations were (laughs) yeah so that was fun the playoffs this year were such a bizarre experience that ohio state game i still can't wrap my brain around the fact that they won that football game yeah it was um like did you watch the playoff that showed before g-day no i did not so dude it was just like essentially highlights of all the games and they're showing the Georgia highlights from Georgia, Ohio State, and the Peach Bowl. And I'm like, I, I still felt like they were going to lose. As I was watching the highlights of a game, I knew they won. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I still can't really process that they won that football game. But, again, I think that's another just feather in the cap of the St. Your Mama's George Bulldogs. Like, it's just a different animal now, man. They, the expectation is – to win and to be excellent in the process. And so, yeah, again, to your point, lots of different answers, but I do feel like because of what we've done on the show, you are uniquely invested each week because you want to be able to talk about it in yeah. a slightly intelligent way. And so I just remember them all a lot more clearly than I feel like I have remembered past seasons because we're like, prepping for the show and then we're like watching the game in anticipation that we're going to talk about it and so like i don't I know, know. It's just a, it's you watch a, it's it different level you, you do you watch it differently you really do and when i go back like i used to go back in and i used to always watch the games afterward on dvr and i used to kind of it'd be a background thing and i'd watch it almost like a highlight reel but it'd be a background thing now if i ever watch it again it's like i know what plays i'm looking for like plays yeah. that stood out in my mind and it's like but i'm always catching other things that i want to talk about again and yeah. that that I, that I didn't catch the first time around because i was emotionally invested in it the first time so yeah. just little things you miss so it's a different mindset that we've had since we started doing the show, which I mean, I'm thankful for because I love it drives my wife absolutely insane, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should have done. Maybe we should have had our spouses on to ask them how they feel about the 150 episodes. (laughs) Well, I can tell you now um, in the beginning, my wife was not all about it, but since the t- beginning of the 2021 season, she was basically like, look, you know, you love this and you're obviously going to love it forever. So if I want to spend the Saturdays with you, you know, I'm going to learn to love it. She's now, a, I think, a more psychotic fan than I am. Like she, I, I, the Ohio State game for me will always be remembered as her in the kitchen on like a little like 19 inch TV screaming at the t- tv while i'm watching it on the big 60 inch tv like pacing living room like looking at back at the kitchen like what in the, what is wrong with you would you stop it that wasn't that big a play it's like a second and two and they didn't get a first down calm down so <laughs> oh that's so funny i love that though that's 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 beautiful that's love right there homie yeah i will say this i my, my wife is not to that point at all um certainly not her cup of tea to be invested in it every Saturday. But I will say this, she never makes me feel like it's a problem. I'll put it that way. Like there's never any, like, she's always very supportive and always is like, you know, if I need to tape at eight o'clock and she's putting the kids away, it's like little stuff like that. Right. Like if we have a guest and we yeah. have to tape at seven 30 and only my kids go to some of my kids go to bed at seven 30. Well, like, 
I'm not available for bedtime. Like, and I have to be siphoned off in a room so that the sound isn't messed up and kids aren't screaming in the background. And like, I think that's the stuff I appreciate is that she's supportive about that. And like, takes the necessary steps and does the things that allow me to do something that is a passion project. I mean, homie, we're not making money off this. So, yeah, you know, it's something we do because we love it and it's fun and it's brings us some joy. And that's what I have loved about the experience from like with your wife is, you know, she's supporting the, the passion. Right. And so that's, that's the part of it I've loved and something I'm grateful for and thankful for. And so, and I think we both have that. I mean, I think they're both that way. So we're yeah, lucky definitely. about that because it, it takes time, especially in season, man, like tape twice a week and you edit and social media stuff. And like, you know, it's, a, it's yeah. a lot. And like, sometimes you're kind of checked out because you're locked in on that. And yeah. So they, they tolerate it in a, in a way that's, admirable. that's a good word. That's a good yeah. word. Tolerate. Yeah. yeah. But in, in like the best way, like it's not, any type of begrudging or anything like that. It's like a, I'm supporting you type thing. And so that's, I dig that. So two games, we've been in two games together since yes. we started the show. Yes. We went to the openers both years. Yes. Openers both years, Charlotte and Atlanta. So given that they won titles both those years, I think it's probably our responsibility. Not that I'm, superstitious but to quote julian edelman i'm a little stitious little stitious yeah i'm a little stitious so i feel like we kind of got to pick one this year and we texted about this this week this is a travis never been yes james and i have rooted for the dogs for together like 20 years i guess 20 years yeah 20 years in 20 years we have watched many games together and games together in person we have never been in Athens together, which <laughs> I couldn't believe when I was typing it to you, but I was going back through and I was going, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, the boys have never been there together. Like Chris and I have been a bazillion times. You've been with Chris. Yeah. You haven't been with me. I'm a little salty about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think. Hey, to be fair, first. you had just gotten married when I, when I went with Chris. So it's that's not true. like, you, you know, you were a that's little true. preoccupied. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah, so I think we need to we need to fix that. Well, the the first four games of the season are are, are pretty uh, ripe for the taking. It'll be hotter than the surface of the sun. I know, but maybe we should maybe we should maybe the SEC opener, maybe SC. We should SC. We should X that and put some cones around. Well, it. I, I can say I can say that SC in Athens will be much better than SC in Columbia. Hmm. No doubt. Anything is better than being in famously hot Columbia, South Carolina in September. Plus that stadium is, it's not the best. I mean, it's all right. It's Wolfden Stadium, so I'm not going to besmirch its name too much. But <laughs> speaking where, of that, that's where Joe Kane was that. making his Heisman run, okay? That was on um, HBO like three or four nights ago, and I I just had me flipping the channels. And I saw it. I was like, oh well, I got to know what I'm doing for the next two hours. Yep, that is that is definitely one of those movies where if it comes on, I'm worthless. You've lost me now for the next two hours, no doubt about that. Um, Hadn't seen it in probably ten years. It's like yeah. oh, oh, so many, so many good things in it. So many just horribly executed football things in it. 
Oh, okay. some some great dude. I think it's one of the better. Um, what do they even? What do they call them? I guess you could call it a training scene. It's one of the better training scenes I think yeah. in any sports movie when they do summer camp. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Technically, it's fall camp. Fall camp, yeah. In August, which always seems weird to call it that, but um, yeah, that's a good scene. I think they do a good job with that, and they cast that movie beautifully. I mean, no, it was well done. Joe Kane was probably not cast fantastic for like the on-field piece of it, but you know, Alvin Mack in the movie. He played college football in real life. His son, I'm pretty sure, got drafted last year. Like, had was like an offensive lineman at Ohio State or something and got drafted last year. You can fact check me on that, but I'm almost positive on it. I'll have to check that. Yeah. He's, uh, I can't think what his name is in real life. You know, he's been in a ton of movies. He was, he was Stonehands in Necessary Roughness. Oh, same yeah. Character, yeah. Same character. Um, and then Latimer was the cowboy, I think, in Necessary Roughness, which is another, that's one of your boys' all-timers. Yeah. I mean, I wore number 12 in mm-hmm. Warriors football because of Paul Blake. Yes, 100%. Yeah, that's my guy. Go fight in armadillos. So, yeah. Well, we've gone, we've gone <laughs> totally off kilter here, which is not surprising at all. But, um, yeah, so to get back to the point. We gotta put some. We gotta put some cones running Athens weekend. Okay. And I think if we're both gonna be there, it's a necessity that we tape a show somewhere. So if anybody wants to volunteer that for me and the artist formerly known as Boss to come tape at your establishment on a game day weekend, we would be much obliged because that's that's going to happen. We are going to be in town. I will say this too. I think we owe it to the classic city tap into our old selves for at least a few hours and paint the town a little bit. Maybe a crown Royal shot or two mixed in there. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't Uh, know. That uh, that might be hurting. It'll be fine today. It'll be the next day. It'll be the next day. It'll be hurting. I don't know if ACCPD is prepared for that. (laughs) Have I told you this? I need to have, I want to do it. I want to do an episode where I have Chris and Catherine Brame, who is the reason Chris and I first visited Athens, come on the show and kind of relive step-by-step everything we can remember about our first trip to Athens in 03. But let me share one story with you from that night that only you can appreciate. We were walking back from downtown and Let's just say we were we were less than sober. I'll put it that way. Okay. And we stopped at a frat house. I can't remember why. I can't remember if it was because we were looking to have some more uh, adult refreshments, one would say, or if Chris just needed to pee. I can't remember which one it was. Something, one of those reasons though, okay? So the way Chris tells the story, and I have a spotty memory of this part of it. I'm just going to say it's because I was tired after a long day of driving. But Chris said he came out of the frat house, and I am on the sidewalk, long snapping to an Athens police officer. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what the genesis of that was, but he apparently had a football. And I told him I could long snap it to him where he was standing and he bet me on it. So that happened.
Oh my god, I cannot believe you never told me that before. Chris is like, I come out and I think you're about to get arrested. Nope, cops just catching long snaps from you, just snapping dots from about you know 15 yards away on the sidewalk. I said, That's right, baby. <laughs> I'd show him I could do it. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that spectacular. Happened. That happened. So I would like to relive that, but I would like to relive it in a way where I don't get arrested. So yeah. <laughs> ACCPD, if you're listening and anybody wants to volunteer that one weekend, just let your boy know. <laughs> I can still snap. Oh, oh wow. That's one, right. of those, that's one of those things where if there had been iPhones, the, the footage from that weekend would have been special. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we need to do that. I think we need to have a show where Uncle Chris and Caddy come on the show. And we just off the cuff try to remember everything we can remember about that weekend and hopefully each piece in different parts of what went on. So, yeah, because, I mean, your boy is like an elephant. There is a lot that I can remember, but for various reasons, there are parts about that weekend I don't remember as well as I normally would. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. I can't believe I never told you that. That's right up your alley, that story. Oh, that, that's great. That, that's going to be going. That's in the top five of, of uh, Seth's stories now. Yeah, that, that, that's a good one for sure. I'll to, Chris tells it way better because he tells it from the perspective of like coming up on it, <laughs> not seeing it all materialize. So, yeah, he was panicked for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Well, that's about all I got for today, homie. I feel like how am I, how are we gonna top that? That's about the story to end all stories. So. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it right there. Yeah. Well, we're back. That's about long and short of we're back. We are back. We are back. We are bringing Saturday in Athens back. <laughs> <laughs> we're the two best hosts that anyone can have. Um, yeah. So that's that's where we're at, folks. Um, I will say this. If you have guest suggestions that you would like to see on this summer, send them to us. Find us on social. Send us a message because we're always looking for guests. We've got some good ones in the hopper for the summertime, but always looking for others. So if you've got somebody you want to hear their story, shoot us a note. We'll uh, do what we can to get them on. we uh, not always good at getting everybody on, but we try the best we can. So some people say yes. Some people are less than inclined, but we let it rip either way. So, well, it's good to see your bearded, beautiful face, my friend. <laughs> you as well, brother. All right, man. Well, we will talk soon. And until next time, go dogs, sick them. And go dogs. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.